Hey, how are you? This is Ted, and you're listening to Practical Wellness Radio. Coach Cody will be joining me shortly, where we will dive into our conversation with Ben Kettleson, former Division I collegiate gymnast at the University of Iowa, where he would also go on to become a member of the coaching staff for the Iowa men's gymnastics team. These days, Ben is coaching CrossFit at CrossFit Kilo 2 in Iowa City, and Ben has a pretty unique perspective on competition. He's been involved in high-level competitions from a very young age, first in gymnastics and eventually in competitive CrossFit. So we chat about we chat about that and a lot of other things. Hope you enjoy it. For today's warm-up segment, we wanted to take a step back and break a few things down. We're talking a lot of CrossFit in this episode and other episodes for that matter we we chat about it also and if you're aware of crossfit you know that the crossfit open is going on right now and cody and i both have a lot of experience in crossfit and i understand that many listening to this probably know us through that but when we're talking about the crossfit open and competing in it it's important to understand who you are competing with and you know i'm not going to give you the hey your competition is the person in the mirror quote but what i will say is remember the whys and that's not the letter y that's w-h-y so why did you start working out why do you continue to work out and why is it important that you remain healthy so in this day and age where you can open up instagram or any social media account and see someone else's highlight reel of them just killing it, I'm going to tell you that you just need to ignore that. You need to ignore that stuff. Ignore what everyone else is doing and achieving. Your life is about breaking your own limits, outgrowing yourself, and you know, trying your best to live life to the best version of yourself. You're not in competition with anyone else. Outdo your past, not other people. Hey, real quickly, before we dive into this interview, we want to let you know that the Practical Wellness Run Club will be starting here soon. Um, We're looking to get it started in April, you know, as soon as the weather gets nice. If you're living in Iowa, like Cody and I, you're ready to get outside and escape indoors. And even if you're not a huge runner, maybe like me, it's still nice to just get outside and be a part of a group. We do offer weekly interval-based workouts that can be done on your own remotely, or there's a group that kind of gets together in Iowa City and they meet once a week. Uh, the, the workouts are delivered in a private Facebook group. But if you have any more questions or you want access to that Facebook group, please feel free to shoot us an email. Email is info at practicalwellnesscoach.com. Now let's get to the show. All right, here we go. We're going to get things started with our guy, Ben. Ben Kettleson, thanks so much for joining us. How are you, Ben? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. The the OGs, the the guys that uh started me out and crossed it right here. <laughs> I know you yeah. started with us in like 2012. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a little right? later than that. I was trying to figure that out the other day. Uh, I think it was 2014. Oh really? I think that January, because I think that was the okay. the first year I did the open, and so that's kind of when I started finding a, a CrossFit place and started with ProFit out there. Yeah, yeah. That's I remember watching you snatch for the first time. I was like, "Is this was this your first time?" You like you just snatched like two hundred pounds. 
That is funny. That's how I was going to kind of, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up too. I, I've, I've brought you up actually been to people like just in passing or you've come up in conversation one, because we're going to talk about it a lot today, but like the gymnastic stuff, but, but two, you are the person in my mind that stands out. Like I remember your first day, I think you, you, you and your, your girlfriend at the time, maybe or your wife. Now you guys mm-hmm. were coming at six fifteen in the morning. I want to say, yep. And, uh, it was, we were doing snatches that day at the gym. Cody and I were coaching at the gym together and we were like, oh, okay, we're going to get warmed up, you know, whatever, whatever barbell, you grab a bar and, you know, we're starting to go through some snatch warm ups. And I came over and I was like, introduce myself. Cause I don't think I, you know, I'd met you before and I didn't know it was your first day. And we're talking about the snatch and I was like, it looks good by the way. You, you must've been working on this or you must've, I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't really know. And you're like, no, I, this is a, uh, I've never done this before. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep. you know how many people would be so mad like to know that this was the first time you've ever snatched and it was looking it was looking pretty good. But uh but yeah, so for uh for for everyone that might not know, we just kind of briefly touched on it. Ben um got to know Cody and I as Cody and I were uh coaches at a at a gym and we were doing CrossFit. We we're all doing CrossFit together. Ben was instantly like competitively just kind of a dude and and it was really fun to watch you grow and you uh you have like a a fitness background a little bit and i and i say a little bit i meant to say a lot of bit but uh i was gonna gonna say it's like a little but so just a little unique yeah so let's uh let's start it off here ben um like we like we kind of said you're you're you were to me the the gymnastics dude you're gymnastic ben but uh (laughs) Tell us how you kind of originally got into gymnastics. Uh, so it was a little bit later than a lot of people in gymnastics. I started when I was about eight, I believe, which I know it sounds really young, but gymnastics, most kids kind of get into it once they can kind of walk and start figuring things out. Um, there was a lot of kids that I knew that got into it when they were like three, four o'clock, four years old. Um, you know, little kitty classes with their parents, um, figuring out how to move, figuring out how to hang from bars and rings and things like that. Um, but yeah, I started when I was a little bit later, uh, eight, nine years old. Uh, I had a buddy that went to a private club um, where I grew up, and uh, I was doing like flips and stuff over the, the couch, and my mom was like, we should probably channel this somehow. Uh, and so uh, they were like, yeah, let's, uh, let's enroll them with the this club and kind of see where it goes. I think I did a couple of classes in like their like pre-team kind of thing, uh, where they kind of see where you're at and, uh, ended up starting to compete within that, that first year. Um, and just kind of took off from there. I mean, there's a, I was a little bit of a unique gymnast. Um, can't really see it from sitting here, but, uh, I'm six foot. So most of the time, uh, gymnasts aren't that tall. Um, and I was, uh, usually, uh, like mid fives, like five, six, five, five. Yeah. You're like a giant gymnastics world then. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could find a a broad spectrum of different athletes, but, um, for the most part, the taller you get, the longer the wingspan, bigger, the, the levers and different things like that. So it's, Mm. gets challenging. Um, so, I mean, growing up, I was, I was fortunate to, enough to have a coach that was taller. Um, and see, he, he kind of knew some of those, uh, those pains, those difficulties and pushed me to stick with it 
through some of the hard times. I mean, growing up, I had a bunch of growing pains and, you know, times where uh, little kids would, uh, or littler athletes, I guess, would <laughs> excel and kind of start seeing some of those gains. And I was growing and I was like, I'm weak. I can't yeah. figure out how to move my body. And it's it's just was, weird. And Was there ever a time where you thought your height actually helped you in gymnastics or? Yeah. And so that towards towards when I started to kind of plateau a little bit, um, you know, I started figuring out just unique ways to uh, use my height and as a advantage. I mean, I just had to think of things a little bit different. And again, I, I attribute that a lot to my coach. Um, you know, my gymnastics just looked a lot different than some of the other guys. Um, I just had to adapt. And that's kind of the the big thing that I learned from him and from the gym that I was going to is, uh, you know, not everyone has to exactly look the same and you're still able to compete at a high level. Speaking of competition, what is, and you mentioned you started to compete pretty early. What does a competition look like kind of around that? So would you say you started to compete like when you're eight or nine? Yeah. So what does yeah, that look um, like? So men have six events. Uh, we've got floor, palm horse, rings, vault, parallel bars, and high bar. Mm-hmm. And so essentially a meet looks like I mean, when you're young, things are compulsory. So um, every kid kind of has their the same routine. It's like a USA Gymnastics kind of develops a uh, you know uh, a routine that is structured for progress, essentially. It's so like every kind of kid, a standard. That, yeah, yep. Every every kid basically starts with that standard. There's a couple of things that you can kind of do to get bonus or like kind of set yourself apart, but essentially everything in there is, is standard. Um, you go in the gym, you warm it up. And then, uh, when the meet starts, you salute and, uh, and go. Normally the, the meets are pretty long. Um, for the most part, there's like 10 to 12 ish kids Mm -hmm. in your rotation most of the time. And so you just kind of go through, do your thing, get a score and go on from there. So even, even that young of an age, like you're still on the ring, just still on the pommel horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pommel horse has a separate event as well. When you're um, just starting out, it's called the mushroom. So it doesn't have sure. any kind of it doesn't have any kind of pommels on it. Um, it's a little bit more um, developmental. You just learn essentially how to swing around you just do basic circles um without kind of any of the obstructions of the pommel horse mm-hmm. um but every other event is pretty much the same and you mean by like basic circles and forgive me i don't know like uh gymnastic terminology but that's like where you're yeah. like in support position and then you're rotating your legs yep. around the object yep awesome a plus for me <laughs> yeah was there one event that you think you uh initially and maybe naturally gravitated towards that you succeeded and excelled in um i always liked uh floor and vault i was always uh, i had good air awareness uh, i like to jump on trampoline a lot and yeah. the the coach normally uh got a little upset with me because i was always jumping on trampoline when we were doing rings because <laughs> i did not like rings rings wasn't my thing and uh i'd rather be jumping on the trampoline so he's like Eventually, we kind of gave way to that and kind of started developing some of those other strengths. But, uh, yeah, I, I always liked to um, compete floor and vault. Um, mm-hmm. High bar was another one that was pretty exciting. Uh, a lot of the, the bigger release, um, the spins, the turns, those are fun. 
Mm-hmm. And high bar is just the one bar, right? Right. Yeah. And that's you guys. Men don't have the high low bar with the uneven bars. Is that right? Right. Yep. Okay. And that's where we differ from the the ladies. They have the uneven bars. Uh, we just have the sole high bar, and then we have parallel bars. And so those are the two two rails that are right next to each other. Sure. And you eventually, so you competed, and you and I we haven't really said this yet, but you became a collegiate gymnast. Yes. Yep. So. I, yeah, I stuck through some of the hard times and got through the growing pains. And uh, yeah, towards the end of my uh, um, high school career, I uh, kind of made it up through the ranks and uh, got recruited to a couple of different schools. And that's where I uh, ended up here in Iowa. Where'd you go to high school, Ben? Uh, I went to uh, Fisher Catholic. It was uh, in Lancaster, Ohio. Okay. And I think I maybe knew that. I just couldn't remember. Um it's funny you talk about, you know, the use the term, you know, air awareness. And it was, uh, you know, that there's a million different ways we can take this this conversation. But, you know, kind of bringing it back to when we first met, that was exactly like, you know, you were the dude. You were the guy that, like, I, I could tell you something once as a coach. And you're like, cool, okay. I could, like, see the wheels turning in your head. And you're kind of, like, understanding it. You're comprehending it. And then you just freaking did it. And I was like, yeah, I'm the best coach ever. No, <laughs> it was <laughs> – and it was, you know, but so, so that was That's always it interesting. Like, it was always yeah. fun to coach them because like, I feel really good about myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so was there gymnastics? Is that a high school sport in Ohio or were you on a club or how did that work? No, uh, we didn't have it, um, as part of our high school. Uh, it was a private club there in, gotcha. in Lancaster where I grew up. Uh, there's not a whole lot of high school gymnastics left. Um, I mm. believe Illinois has some, um, there's some programs down in Texas, um, maybe a little bit in California, but it's it's pretty sporadic. Yeah, I imagine gymnastics in general seems to be, you know, for lack of a better term, maybe struggling a little bit right now. I think there's, you know, just with everything going on in the world right now, I think there's been some cuts collegiately, probably clubs, yeah. everything. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How uh, how has that been to kind of wrap your head around somebody who's passionate probably about that sport? And, and do you have yeah. anything to kind of speak on that? Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I mean everyone that kind of brings up gymnastics around me, they're like, "Oh, I love gymnastics. The, it's really exciting to watch. It's it's awesome every time the Olympics comes around. It's it's the number one thing I look at." Um, but unfortunately, collegiately and and kind of, you know, it's it's just not one of those revenue generating sports. I mean, it's an Olympic sport, um, so everything besides. Um, those big money makers are really feeling it right now. Um, unfortunately, Iowa is one of those programs. Um, back in August, uh, they were told that this is going to be their last season. So, yeah, it's 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 a bummer, um, especially for the athletes. Um, we we had a really strong recruiting class coming in this year. Um, we were looking forward to um, what they were going to be able to do for us. I mean, they still have their season. They're actually doing really well. Um, so far, they're undefeated. They're they really took the the news and decided, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give it our best run. I mean, it's the last time we're gonna be able to compete with a, a Hawkeye on our chest. So, um, yeah, they've been putting their nose down and doing the work and just trying to, you know, finish things out on a really high note. Um, and the, I mean, the program in general has just been on a upswing these last couple of years, and so it's it's a shame to to see that. You know, when they fall on hard times, that that's kind of one thing that fell fell off. Yeah. It's How just, long did you 
how long did you coach for the men's team? So you ended up coaching for where you were a collegiate athlete, right? Yeah, so I, I competed my four years for Iowa. Um, towards my senior year, we had a head coach switch over. Um, so I had the same head coach for three. My senior year, we had a switch over. Him and his wife came in, and I started coaching some gymnastics with um, with them. And then I did one year of volunteer assistant coaching. And then the year after that, I was hired on the staff. So I think I, I think I officially coached for eight years. Uh, as an assistant for Iowa. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. Cool. That's super cool. I think like um, this is kind of a weird question to ask sometimes because I, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're being selfish. But so what, what was what did you receive more joy from? Was it coaching gymnastics or participating and being part of the team as a teammate in gymnastics? And like I said, it's it, it, I feel like sometimes people feel like they're being selfish if they say <laughs> participating as a team because like as coaches we're supposed to like be doing this for all the right reasons but they both kind of have their their pros and cons but what uh what what gave you a little bit more mm. a little bit more that is tough um i actually really liked and enjoyed the the coaching aspect um obviously i did like competing mm -hmm. um and there was uh there were times that i uh really enjoyed during my collegiate time but um you know, I coached a lot of really good athlete athletes, um, and we were able to take our team to to NCAA finals and uh, you know get some accolades that I wanted to do as an athlete, um, but was able to do as a coach. And so there was there was um, you know goals that I was able to um, to reach through through my athletes and through the um, those guys that I was working with, which was really cool. Yeah, and it's like, man you're a division one collegiate athlete. Like that's a pretty cool thing to say and be proud of. And so like, that's just kind of where I was going with, you know, leading up to that question. It's, I mean, you should be freaking proud. Like there's not many people in the world that can say they've done that, let alone at a good university. And at a, I think a sport that's really, really challenging and really competitive. So, mm -hmm. so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Now I have a question since you've coached and I think you had maybe mentioned this, you started coaching more youth, like as a volunteer. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So, so I, I, I started coaching essentially a club. Um, and those are, those are like middle school, high school kids. Okay. What's the difference between coaching? And we can even like think about the whole kind of spectrum of age groups here. Right. So thinking about like a young eight year old Ben or even younger, right. Since you started a little later, what's the difference between like chaining each age group? What's the focus? What's the dynamic? Obviously, it probably gets a little bit more serious, or maybe it stays serious the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you start them young, I mean, a lot of it is is the building blocks. It's um, you know having that kind of that vision of you know this is where you're gonna try to go. You know, how do we build that backwards? You know, like, where do we start? Um, what do we really need to focus in as we have the time to develop, um, so that you have the fundamentals to once you're strong. Once your um, body is able to do some of those things, you have the foundation to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the a lot of the times that can be lost a little bit um, with, especially with gymnastics, when you're seeing like the, a lot of the big skills. You know, it, coaches tend to push for those, and uh, you kind of lose some of the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. But when you're starting with the youth, I mean, uh, getting a really firm base is huge. 
and that's and that's kind of where it differs um you know collegiately that four that four year window closes fast yeah and so um you know you do as much fundamentals as possible but um you're mainly pushing some difficulty you're you're trying to keep them healthy um just developing strength um you know something that you can build on throughout that that four years i mean mm -hmm. even even looking at a, a freshman versus a senior that window of time um it differs a little bit i remember reading and this is a while ago and i don't remember where i read it from which is kind of very classic but is it true that a lot of the higher skill level skills and this is after like the basics are those learned even like before say puberty and then you try to maintain those as you're growing and getting longer and heavier is that true uh, somewhat it kind of depends on the skill um okay. i mean that's that's where men tend to kind of peak a little bit more towards college because it sure. just takes us longer to mature mm -hmm. um both mentally and physically for that matter mm -hmm. um and so a lot of the, a lot of those high level skills you just need the the muscle and the capacity to do them um and so a lot of the times you'll see guys that are starting to they'll get some high level skills um a little bit younger but um a lot of those that tend to come a little bit later in their career sure yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, recently on the podcast, we had an Olympic weightlifting coach, and we didn't really talk about this a lot on the podcast, but something that, you know, I've I've learned and I've learned from other coaches when, when it's specific towards like Olympic weightlifting is there are kind of three things that we're looking for in a good, again, using the analogy of like Olympic weightlifting, right? And it's kind of like um, technique and power. We kind of combine those into two because I think with good technique, good power comes. With good power, you mm -hmm. usually have good technique. Um, the second would be like a mobility or like positional strength, you know, being able to squat to full depth, perform overhead squat, stuff like that. And then the third is kind of like just being strong, like just the raw strength. Right. And so, sure. and so in the barbell lifts, you know, the easiest one almost to coach and to train is the strength, right? Here's a barbell, start squatting, yep. you're going to get stronger. Right. Can you give us an example when coaching gymnastics, if you were to give like maybe three pillars or two or whatever sure. it is, or maybe just the most important thing that it comes to, like you're looking to build like the perfect men's gymnastic athlete, like what are some things you're looking for? Yeah. So, I mean, they're actually fairly similar. I mean, the, the first thing that you do is, is range of motion, that mobility, um, which again, kind of comes when you're, you're young. Um, we spend any for anywhere from a half an hour to an hour working on, Flexibility, um, being able to, to put your body in the, the positions that are necessary for skills that are pretty taxing um, in different uh, different range of motions. I mean, we do a lot of straddles, um, a lot of splitting actions. you got to be able to lift and hold those positions. Um, so if you can't really get your body to them, then it's not going to happen uh, at a dynamic uh, fashion. Um, and then the other one is, is shaping. Um, we do a lot of shaping, um, hollows, arches, handstands. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. We, I mean, we spend half an hour to an hour just doing those basic things. It's, um, it's somewhat, uh, almost monotonous. I mean, it, every day you go in, you, you're doing the same thing just to, to build that muscle memory so that when you're doing, you know, a, a double back with multiple twists that you, your your brain doesn't have to think about it. It's just, you know, you've been doing it for years on years. Um, you know to point your toes. You know to squeeze your quads to straighten your legs. 
um, you know the handstand position to lock it into. You know, Can you still do I... the splits? Ted, this is important. I need to know. Yeah, this is important. Can you do the splits? <laughs> uh, not as good as I used to, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what, uh, I, I had such a good question, and I probably wanted to talk about the, doing the splits, and I can't remember what it was. It, I'm sure it was a great, great question. I, I doubt think... it was as good as that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, something I was going to ask. Yeah, I remember. Uh, so, you know, Cody and I have coached uh, a lot of CrossFit. We coached a lot of fitness athletes. We've we've done some other coaching, too. And, you know, I think there's a lot of sports where, you know, there's a, there's a number of different ways to kind of perform whatever task we're trying to accomplish, right? Again, using maybe Olympic weightlifting as the example, like you might see somebody power snatch, squat snatch, you might see somebody squat clean, split clean, push jerk, split jerk, right? Whatever they kind of want to utilize from somebody who doesn't know a lot about gymnastics. When I watch gymnastics, maybe in the Olympics, to me, you can tell that they're all really, really good. And you can tell that they all maybe have their own little like style delivery whatever whatever but again i don't want to offend you like they all, yeah. it all kind of looks the same to me in a way like sure. what, yeah no. what is is that kind of the point or is that just me it, not knowing enough about the sport no and i mean that is somewhat by design it is a um you know they're they're judged and mm -hmm. so i mean it there's a the skill criteria and if you uh diverge from that you know you bend your knees you you don't point your toes enough it's not straight enough um, you get a deduction. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, they used to have compulsories at that Olympic level as well as, and, um, you know, everybody would be essentially doing the same skills. Yeah. And so the, I mean, the only way that you would be able to, um, you know, stand out from the crowd was to add a little bit of flair here and there with presentation. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, you essentially wanted to do it how the book was written. Yeah. That's interesting because, you know, again, bringing it back to the barbell sports, like if if we're talking powerlifting and you're a deadlifter, there's not style points. It's can, right, right. Can you pick the bar up? You know, like you yep. know, And we've all seen some ugly, ugly ass deadlifts before, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so that's interesting. Um, what uh, you touched briefly on, I'm I'm really curious. What does what does maybe a bullet point list of like what a good gymnastics practice looks like? Like a collegiate session, you guys show up as a team. What you know, how long were the practices? What kind of stuff? What kind of stuff did you guys do? Yeah. Um, so, oh, don't touch the earpods. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, I we practiced anywhere for three to four hours, and that was kind of a a pretty general since we were we were little high schools all the way up through collegiate. Um, you know, you get in, you you warm up. Um, like I said, you go through a lot of the stretching, um, a lot of dynamic movements, um, getting your body primed. Um, to go through um, the rigors of practice, um, get your blood flowing, the, the body warm. Um, you essentially went from top down uh, as far as getting your body warmed up, the shoulders, um, your midsection, hips, ankles, um, everything that was just going to kind of get used throughout the day. Um, and then we do some shaping. Um, we do handstands, um, you know, in, in college we were doing anywhere from like five to seven minutes worth of various handstands, uh, just in our warm up. Um, you know, a minute free, free stand, handstand, um, followed by, you know, hollow shapes, arch shapes, um, rocking, 
um, just getting your your nervous nervous system almost primed um, for the the upcoming events. Um, and then we would do a little bit of pre-strength, um, handstand push-ups, um, just again to kind of prime the muscles for uh, the the events for that day. We did a lot of rope climbs, um, which is almost like a full body prime, um, shoulders, midsection, hip flexors. Um, everybody kind of laughs because we in CrossFit we we use our legs, but in, in gymnastics we were I was taught to absolutely not use my legs. Essentially, uh, do it LC uh, rope climbs um, just to engage the whole body. Um, that was one of our things that we basically did every day alongside handstands. Um, and then from there, you, we move on to events. Um, most of the time, we would do if you're an all-rounder, if you did all the events, you would do three events a day. Um, and then specialists, um, it kind of varied. Um, sometimes you would do that event, or you would. Um, do some accessory work to make that event a little bit better. Um, most of the time we spent about 45 to 50 minutes on an event. Um, you know, most of us, we, we had a routine that we were working towards for season. Um, and depending on the type of the, or the, the time of year, you would kind of break that down into individual skills or you'd be working on a set of, you know, three to, three to five skills in a row. Um, and then building towards a routine as you get closer to season, um, just to put in more reps and repetitions, and and then we'd have a post strength. Um, we'd essentially have about anywhere from half an hour to an hour worth of um, post strength, um, be that ring strength or um, we did, we did some um, circuit based strength, um, depending on again the the time of year. Um, when you guys, and I remember talking to you about this, and this is such a, you know, a decent amount of time ago, did you guys, when you were coaching, start to lift weights more in the off season compared to like when you were an athlete? When I was an athlete, we didn't, we did not really lift weights. We, we had a dumbbell rack in the, in the gym, um, mainly for some shoulder rehab. We would do curls and things like that. There was, um, there was some ring, um, ring drills that we would do with, um, with dumbbells. Um, but for the most part, we didn't really touch any kind of a, a barbell. Um, there was a couple times that we worked with a strength and conditioning coach, um, but um, our head coach at the time didn't really see too much benefit in it. Um, so we mainly just stuck in the gym. Um, while I was coaching, we, we had a great relationship with our strength and conditioning coaches. Um, and so they more and more got into the, the weight room. Um, and so the guys that are in there now, they, they've... Um, learned how to deadlift. They, they know how to clean. Um, you know, they've been starting to work towards snatch, um, overhead press, the, mm -hmm. those general things that you do with a, the, a barbell. Um, they're, they're finally getting some, uh, experience with. Um, but yeah, like most of those guys coming in as freshmen, they're like, I have absolutely no yeah, idea what really. to do with this thing. Cause that's not a traditional thing for, especially probably even youth gymnastics right. to have that mm -hmm. exposure. So that's probably brand new. Did you feel you know, from your perspective that that was a big game changer or was it just kind of a, you know, and maybe this is true, right? There was like a percentage of performance increase, two or 3%, but that could be a big deal in and of itself, especially at that higher right. level. Um, to me, once I, once I started CrossFit, um, in myself, I saw a good amount of gains mm -hmm. and, and so figuring out how to, um, you know, maneuver an external load, um, 
squat, um, do, do basic things like that um, outside of the realm of, of gymnastics um, opened up a lot of thoughts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we started getting our athletes in there and they started opening their minds to, oh, shoot, I don't just have to do a handstand push-up to get my arm stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it opened up different, uh, different ways to improve. Um, and I think that's fairly general among the, the gymnastics population because it's been so, um, it's almost fairly rigid as far as, you know, you do this, you're going to get these skills mm-hmm. and that's how you're going to be successful. And that's that, how it's always been. Yeah. And that's how it's been. Um, but now people are seeing, you know, the, the importance of, you know, maybe getting outside of, you know, the gymnastics room and going to a weightlifting gym and, and figuring some of those things out to keep your body healthy, just be better prepared to manage loads. Yeah. I mean, you're doing, you know, a huge release or a, a dismount off a of high bar, you're, you're up there and to be able to land strong and in a powerful position without moving. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to figure out how to squat properly yeah. and land in a nice, solid, powerful position. So, so it's like yeah, injury prevention too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that yeah, like mean, objectively or, you know, even subjectively, um, when you were yeah. coaching? Just less yeah. Times. I mean, yeah, as, as we, they really got into it, um, I mean, they were sore in different places that they've never felt sore before, but once they started getting into it and they buy into that program, um, yeah, they, they start figuring out, you know, once I get through this, I'm going to be, I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be able to, you know, handle myself during camp, uh, competition a lot, yeah. a lot better. I'm going to be able to push through comp- competition season and be stronger in postseason. Right. Um, Longevity aspect in terms of like allocating energy and making it last through the whole season, which is probably a grind, especially in gymnastics. Yeah. And like I said, it, it is fairly monotonous. You know, if you're, you're doing the same thing, um, you know, the same body positions, you're, mm-hmm. you're beating the same thing over and over again throughout the entirety of, um, of the season. It's really mm-hmm. nice to kind of escape and, and get into the weight room where you're, you're seeing new faces, you're working with yeah, new coaches. They, they have, yeah, they have, um, new perspectives. Um, you're working with other athletes other than the, you know, the other 17 guys on the, on the team. Um, and so I thought it was huge. I thought it was really a good thing for, for the program. You're probably a kind of a unique case study in this that you started to coach pretty soon after you graduated, you know, after your collegiate career and you started kind of CrossFit and just doing some general strength training pretty soon after that in terms of like what I have in my head as a timeline. So you're probably mm-hmm. able to do all of those skills still probably at a very like high level um, and then see that really direct transfer of, hey, like my legs are stronger now how does yeah. this transfer? Right. As yeah. opposed to being like 10 years out where you, you know, you, you, you lose your edge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, I, I really enjoyed floor and fall. And then all of a sudden my, my legs started feeling better and stronger and able to do some things. And, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you automatically kind of feel some of the gains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so I think I maybe mean, that's a good transition. So you're, you're coaching CrossFit now. Yeah. Yep. So I'm at a kilo two and, um, trying to coach classes and, and work with, uh, individuals whenever I can. Um, my wife is a nurse. Um, and so she's got a kind of a busy, crazy schedule sometimes. And so, um, shout out to Brandy yeah. if she listens to this Yeah, <laughs> or if she's listening right now, 
Uh, I don't know if she can hear me. Okay. She's upstairs. She's wrangling <laughs> the boys. That's great. So you guys have two kids. Two boys. Yep. Two boys. I have two girls. Two boys. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? I'm of two dog boys sitting. Versus... <laughs> what do you think of two boys versus two girls? Did you guys? Uh, did you ever wish you had a daughter? I mean, it's hard to say. Like you have two boys and you would never trade them for anything in the world. But like I think about that sometimes with my daughters. Like like I have these two little like princesses, you know, and I like, <laughs> and it's just like, for me, it's just really, really different. I had sisters. I had a brother. I think, I don't know if for whatever reason, maybe it's a guy thing. We always think about like, Oh man, we'll have a boy someday and we'll throw the pigskin in the backyard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now yeah. I have two girls and it's like, I think, you know, and this is, this is going to be cheesy, but I think I was meant to be a girl dad and, and it works <laughs> out great. And, and are your boys like, are they hell raisers? A little bit. They've got a little bit of uh, me and Brandy in there. Um, I mean, Nolan, our, our oldest one, he's three, three and a half now. Yeah. Uh, there's times where he's jumping off the walls and trying to do handstands and things like that. And then he'll go into his room and just kind of sit and read a book. That's pretty cool. So it's, That's, it's, yeah. it, I have a, yeah, it's kind of, so my daughter Holiday, she, uh, she, Jan, she turned three in January. So January 2nd was her birthday. So just a little bit younger. And she, mm -hmm. she like... I don't know. And, and maybe a lot will change between three and three and a half, but like, she's just kind of like, she's not going to go sit in her room and read a book. Cause she's just yeah. that kid who wants to just jump and play and run around. And she really enjoys playing and it's so much fun right now. But uh, yeah, like getting back to when you're talking about coaching, um, tell me how, how, you know, you're coaching gymnastics originally and then you got into coaching CrossFit. And then mm -hmm. I think maybe we buried the lead here a little bit too. I think you're a pretty damn competitive crossfit athlete also tell us a little bit about um maybe some of your it's hard to brag but tell us about some of your uh, accomplishments being that i know that there's probably a lot of people you know i owned a crossfit gym that may be listening to this and and they're, they're, they're probably curious what are some of your accomplishments when it comes to crossfit specifically um yeah so i started kind of coaching more crossfit um in the last i don't know year and year and a half or so um just because I love being in the gym, like I said, it's it's just really fun to uh, to play with the different domains. It's it's a totally different realm, like I said, from gymnastics. And I love the barbell. I, I love the the challenges of some of those things that um, growing up I I didn't expose myself to. Um, I don't really like running, but um, got to do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been a really cool transition, kind of into CrossFit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at an extremely competitive gym. Um, you know, our, our owner, he was, he was part of a games team, um, the, the Kilo team up in Cedar Falls. Um, and then we've got a couple of guys that are, are regional and game level. And so it's those guys that I'm trained with are, uh, yeah, they, we push, push each other every time <laughs> we go in the gym. So it's a, it's a lot of fun to, uh, to compete and, uh, and train alongside them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where things go this year. Sorry. Lost in your bud. <laughs> no. So, um, so you, uh, you said you mentioned you have a, a couple game level, a couple regional level athletes. Um, I imagine though, every once in a while, there's a nice gymnastic workout that is totally <laughs> in your wheelhouse. Do you, do you throw down on them pretty good in those? I try to, I try, <laughs> uh, yeah, the 
trying to keep my strengths up uh, mm -hmm. so I can I can do that every now and then. Uh, but yeah, they 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 know that uh, <laughs> if they can catch me on those, that they're sitting pretty good yeah, gymnastics wise, so that they come after it pretty good. <laughs> so so when it comes to both participating as an athlete in CrossFit and in gymnastics, and then let's even say in coaching CrossFit and coaching gymnastics, um, what do you think separates? Like, I mean, you're at the top of the top of the level in gymnastics. You've seen some really cool things. You've been around some great athletes. You're a great athlete yourself. Same thing in CrossFit. You know, you've seen some the top 0.0001% fittest people in the world. What uh, is there something that stands out? Like, what's what's the one thing that you think those people have in common? Uh, it's the it's the little things. You know, like I said, the the monotonous, um, the the things that people don't want to do. Um, yeah. the, the things that aren't quite, uh, as glorious or, you know, the, the big PRs, um, the, the sitting in the corner, working on your mobility, making sure your body's good. Um, you know, getting on a bike and riding for an hour and just sweating in the corner. Um, you know, things like that where it's, people aren't excited really to watch it, but it's, uh, it, it's what makes you good. Um, you know when you when when your mind's kind of telling you you know maybe i i can skip this but they end up doing it anyways and uh they they reap the the benefits of it i think yeah i think that's a good point and and you can just totally call me out if this is just a terrible analogy but when it comes to like like gymnastics and let's say crossfit i always think of like you know, let's say you're going to build a house and you want to build the house from the ground up, right? You're going to lay the foundation, build the frames, put the roof on, right? And so that's the CrossFit athlete that wants to kind of learn how to do all of that. Start from the bottom, build everything together and end up with this this house, right? Where maybe gymnastics is like, I'm going to be really good at roofing. I'm going to put the best <laughs> roofs on or whatever that is, right? And, yeah, and that's yeah. just, just, just one element. They do kind of come together. You've had the ability to kind of dabble in both or you know have actually a lot of success in both and then so but i think that man it's always you're absolutely right it is always the little things like yeah the guy that's really good at building the house he probably is really good at sweeping the floor up when he you know before he goes home <laughs> at the end of the day and the guy that really is really good at putting the roof on he's going to make sure every detail no water runs through the cracks and gets into the roof and makes a mess and takes a lot of pride in what they do and i think that's like I don't know. We we talk about that a lot, Cody and I do. When it's just the building houses things. specifically, yeah, building houses. <laughs> but it is, it is just the little things, and I think that it it's not the sexy stuff, right? And and you said right. it, it's it's. I think all those people are pretty mentally tough, very you yeah. know accountable, like self accountable. They don't need somebody else to tell them to get their work done. They're just gonna show up and do it, whether the you know the gym is full of people or if it's just them in in the gym, yeah. you know. Where does that come from though? Like, so for you, Ben, like you're very diligent. You've had a lot of success. Like you have to, you've had it, you have, and you've had a drive, right? And you've done all those small things. Does that just come from your innate personality? Did you learn that? What do you think? And I don't know if there's a clear answer, but I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I think it's a, a little bit of both. You know, it's, um, you know, just finding the enjoyment and kind of doing those little things. Um, enjoying the the process of uh you know just getting better at things um but also just having the right people around me like the the you know the coach i was talking about earlier um he instilled those things in us a lot um you know as we were doing flexibility as we were doing rehab if 
you know, when we were doing post work, um, just making sure that we knew why we were doing it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, that why, I guess is kind of, uh, what drives you forward, you know, to stay healthy, to, to reach those, those end goals. You know, you don't, it's, it's kind of funny, uh, that you bring up the, uh, building the house thing. Cause my, my father-in-law is a, a carpenter and he, uh, he always makes us, uh, like clean up after, uh, everything that we do that day, yeah. <laughs> make sure everything's nice and clean, even if we're going to come back to it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, that... and it's just those little things, you know, you just clean it up, yeah, restart that... the next day and, uh, get after it. That's absolutely <laughs> right. I've, I've worked a little bit of construction and for a couple of carpenters in my life too. And that is always like, I think the, the one thing like to separate and to, to decide if somebody like leaves a mess, right? Yeah. Like that's just, that just tells you all you need to know. And if somebody like cleans things up, even if it's just, and the light's not going to be turned back on until they come the next day and make a mess, like right. it's the little things and it's the little things for sure. But, uh, what, um, so what do you think has, um, let's say, let's talk the last like 10 years, right? So excluding family, excluding kids, wife, what, uh, what are you most proud of in the last 10 years? Uh, shoot. Yeah. Hit you with the deep one there, Ben. Yeah, that is deep. <laughs> that is deep. That wasn't on the pre-show notes. <laughs> uh, just, I think that probably just, um, the amount of progress that I've been able to make, um, looking back to, uh, where I started at least as in, in CrossFit, um, looking at my numbers and, things like that and where I'm able to train at today. Um, you know, you, you brought up when we started, uh, that 200 pound snatch. Um, I bring that up to, to guys in our gym all the time. Cause I, I remember when I put 200 pounds on there and I was like, I'm going to lift this up over my head and I'm going to try to squat it up. <laughs> that is like insane to me. Yeah. And now, now I, I, my PR is 280. Yeah. Um, and so there's guys in our gym that uh, kind of asked me, like, how did you get here? I was like, well, I just started and yeah. stuck to a program. Um, and so I guess uh, that's one of the, the big things that the progress made in the gym makes me pretty proud. Yeah, and I think you should be. And, you know, I've been there for a lot of your journey, you know, especially at the beginning, you know, from one gym mm-hmm. to another and then to another. Um, <laughs> and you've not let up right? You've been so consistent. You're probably, you know, one of the most consistent people that I know as it relates to kind of the goals that you want to achieve and like diligently working towards them and just showing up every day. So, and it shows, right? You've reaped those rewards and that's a rare thing. And and that's me saying like, as someone that coaches general population, right? For a living, that's usually the biggest struggle is consistency, Right. right? And you're one of the most consistent people I've seen, whether close up or from afar. And I just want to give you a shout out for that. Shout out. Thanks. Shout out. Shout out to I, 280 pounds snatch. You dog, you, man, that's impressive. <laughs> what, uh, so let's talk some cool, like party trick gymnastic stuff. Like what, uh, I, I remember too, a few years ago, I, I've just randomly found something on, on Instagram, I think. And there's this CrossFit athlete doing this, like flip on the bars and <laughs> toe up and over or something. I don't even remember what it was. And I think I sent it to you and I want to say like three hours later, you sent 
a video back to me of you doing the same thing <laughs> and probably even better than what I, and I was like mind blown. I was like, this is so cool. Check this out, Ben. And you're just like, yeah, here you go. I just did it. What, uh, <laughs> like what's, you know, I think all this is very different, right? Gymnastics, um, versus gymnastics and CrossFit. But like, what is, what is something that you, uh, you want to brag about like what are we talking here let's say bar muscle ups how many bar muscle ups do you think you do in a row oof oof or 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 whatever uh, wherever you want to take it that's just an example what bar muscle ups ring muscle ups handstand push ups what's what's the yeah, I've never really maxed those out yeah. um you know I I definitely could do 20 plus ring muscle ups in a row um I don't know bar muscle up wise What's easier for um, you? Um, I could probably do more bar muscle ups. Yeah, you can do those re reverse ring muscle ups. I remember those. I do. I yeah, like a backup rise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I, I like walking on my hands. It, it's uh, we always have races in the gym. It's, it's who can uh, walk the fastest, and then everybody's always like, "You're you're running. You're not walking on your hands." <laughs> Yeah, Ben can probably walk on his hands faster than I can run on my feet. But I, no, I want to come. Uh, I want to. I've had this question that I've been wanting to ask, and this is for both of you guys. You know, and you guys both have kids of similar age, from my perspective, at least. I know there's probably a big difference from a, a three-year-old to a five-year-old, and etc. But you know, have you or would you have those kids take some type of gymnastics or tumbling? You go first, Ben. I, for me, um, it's absolutely yes, but I just think it's because it's cool. But I don't know enough about it. Go ahead. Um, me being a, a coach, I, I feel like I can do a, a lot here at home. Sure, like I, suppose, I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of um an interesting feeling because I I would like them to have a more broad experience. I think versus mine, which was very narrow. Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing that I knew was gymnastics. Um, I did like maybe a, a year of soccer and did t-ball once um and so i'd like them to have more of a a broad experience i guess of, of sports yeah. um and i think that i could i could teach them the fun stuff yeah, yeah. i could teach them how to i mean they, they know how to roll and they're they're starting to figure out how to get upside down and um some things like that mm -hmm. but yeah and it's funny i've i've kind of like a different answer but kind of for the exact same reason because I can't teach my kids any of that stuff because yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not good at any of that stuff. Like for example, do you, I asked a, I have another friend who's, who's decently good at gymnastics and I, I cannot walk on my hands and I've tried mm -hmm. and I've probably not committed what I should, you know, the time to it, but I cannot walk on my hands. And my friend was like, you know, because we knew each other through CrossFit and you know, we were both roughly around the same skill level when it came to CrossFit. And he was like, what you, you can't walk on your hands and he looked at me and i was like no i don't know i was like what did you learn he's like uh um i don't know like he didn't remember learning how to walk on his hands like he just mm -hmm. grew up and he had brothers and they all did it and he just did it and and so do you remember learning how to walk on your hands or was it just kind of like a thing that gymnast kids do and you did i mean from day one you're you're kicking up to a handstand against the wall yeah. mm -hmm. um it's all part of that uh you know, that, that pre-strength, the, the basic tumbling that we do at the beginning of, of practice, it starts with just a handstand and you roll over the top and then eventually you're taking a couple of steps here and there and yeah, 
That's cool. That's cool. So it we're gonna, when you're real young. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try to wrap things up here in, in just a second, and we're gonna finish uh, finish this episode out with uh, just kind of ten quick little questions here. So so you can answer them as fast as you want. We're not timing you. Don't worry. This isn't ten questions for time, <laughs> but um, we're gonna ask you some questions before we start that. Do you have anything that you want to plug? You can maybe shout out to your gym, any members, anything else? Uh, personal training, maybe. Personal training. Where where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, I I'm working with uh, CrossFit Kilo too. Um, doors are always open. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. If you if you come into the gym, uh, I'll most likely be somewhere around there. Gotcha. Um, just ask for. Ben Kettleson. <laughs> CrossFit Kilo in Iowa City, Iowa. Yep. Gotcha. All right, so here we go. Ten closeout questions. Cody, you're up first. Sure. All right, so I'm going to make this a two-parter. It wasn't originally written that way. Sorry, Ted. But what is your favorite healthy meal, and what's your favorite not healthy meal? Favorite healthy meal? Subjectively. Um, somewhat healthy. Uh, we have, we've been into... Um, a lot of good steak lately. Yes. Um, we've got a, a good butcher around here that we begin getting a lot of lo lake local meats from. And so just a good solid grilled piece of meat and side of veggies. It's, it's perfect. What about your not so healthy? Yeah. Um, I love a good burger. Uh, whenever I go out to a restaurant, I, I always like to test out how well they can make a burger. Yeah. That's the comparison. I, I was recently gifted uh, some prime steaks, and oh Ooh. my goodness, like the different, like I love steaks. I've always loved steaks, but like once you start eating some prime steak, you're kind of like, wait, is this how it should always taste? Like it's kind of right. blown away. All right, I wasn't necessarily going to do this, but follow up question. Here you go. You have three options. You can elim You have to eliminate two. You can never, ever, ever have again one of the three. Ready? Tacos, sushi, or burgers. Ooh, you have to eliminate one, never you have, have to, it again. You have to eliminate two out of the three. Two. So you can only only have, only indulge in one of those the rest of your life. So what's your favorite out of the three? I guess is what what we're saying. Yeah. I'll probably say burgers. Burgers. But sushi is pretty uh, versatile. You got you yeah. have a lot of options there. Yeah. So I'd say probably eliminate tacos. No tacos. <laughs> no tacos. Oh man, and I could probably eliminate burgers. Yeah. yeah, there's something. There's something about sushi. Once you like really start yeah. to like it, it's just like I don't know. I'm with you. It'd be so I, hard I'm to with eliminate you too. It'd be so hard to eliminate a burger. But I think you could get that flavor from like a a steak or something. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, next up, what is something you wish you knew how to do? Something I wish I knew how to do. Uh speak another language i think i never picked up languages very well uh, i took spanish answer. a little bit um but i think being like bi or trilingual would be awesome anything great come answer. into mind in terms of like what you would want to learn um spanish for sure a little bit better at that um and then possibly japanese just because it's cool yeah okay okay now Myself and the listeners, of course, want to know a good movie recommendation. It can be current. It could be your all-time favorite. Movie. I got, It's movie night tonight, so let me know. Um, 
you're looking for a comedy, Ace Ventura is probably one of my favorite classic funny That's movies. Great answer. Oh my yes. gosh. It's uh, great it's really answer. good. <laughs> recently watched that with my, my little boy and he, he thought it was pretty fun. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. All right. Next up, what would, would you rather have a dog as a pet or any other animal as a pet? You can only have one, a dog or the field essentially is the question. What's the best pet? Uh, a dog. Yeah. A dog for sure. I've got a dog right now and I'm, we're dog people. How dog big is people. your dog? How big is What's he? What's that? How big is he? Uh, Somewhere between 190 and 200. Yeah. And I dog sat for you. Yeah. I dog sat for, <laughs> I've dog sat for Ben before. And um, taking him on walks, I, I can't remember how, what happened, but I remember like I, he started to run and I wasn't ready <laughs> or wanted to run. And I was real nervous that I was just about to get dragged across the Yeah. Earth. Have you ever heard the Bill Burr uh, comedy skit about walking a pit bull? Have you ever heard no. that? <laughs> it, I, I don't remember all of it. I'm going to butcher it. But if you have a chance, look it up. It's pretty good. Essentially, he just says, he's like, every person in their life should feel what it feels like to walk down the sidewalk, sidewalk with a giant dog. It's like, it is the most respect you'll ever feel in your entire life. But uh, anyway, I'm, I lost my train of thought on our questions. Where are we? All right, go I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. If you were given enough wealth to retire tomorrow, what would you do with the rest of your life? Uh spend more time at the gym. <laughs> no, that's, that's kind of a crappy, crappy answer, but uh, you that's know what it, I like to do. Yeah, hey, that's good though. That That's a good sign though. Cause it means that you're kind of trending towards what you, what you would do anyway. And that's always probably a good feeling. Uh, next yeah. up favorite dessert, favorite dessert, uh, ice cream. Yeah. Any, any variation. Um, Haynes here in town has a, uh, monster mash cookie. Mm, that's good. One. Ice cream. That is fantastic. I know exactly what you're talking about. My wife and I still talk about that ice cream store. We loved that yeah, ice cream store. Yeah, it's so good. Um, favorite superhero. And it can be like Marvel. It can be whatever you want. Obscure. I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's pretty cool. He's uh Spoken like a true witty. gymnast. Spoken like a true <laughs> gymnast. Do you, you like the in? new ones? Do you like with Tom Holland the, like more than like what was Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The older ones? Okay. Yeah. What is the best month out of the year? Uh, October. That's uh, that's my birthday year month, and that's when uh, Nolan, our firstborn, was very cool. Born. All right, first concert you ever attended. First concert. Shoot. I'm gonna follow that up while you're thinking of what's the best concert you've ever attended. Ooh, two very different questions. <sighs> Man, I have not really been to very many live concerts. Um, I have no idea what my first one was. Um, like school, like musical, like, or like <laughs> school, like, uh, sing along. Yeah. I was in a couple when I was in, uh, elementary school. I used to be pretty, pretty good on the stage. Yeah. Uh, I never fell off those high rise. Those like those rise. No, rise. no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one I remember was, uh, Lupe Fiasco. He came to, to Iowa and he did a performance up uh, by the Pentacrest, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, I like Lupe yeah, Fiasco. Kick, kick, push, man. All right, last yeah, question. Yeah. Last question for Coach Ben. What is one health and wellness tip that you would just give advice towards? Like, what's one thing? What's one tip that somebody <sighs> could 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 take? 
stay consistent. Uh, just do what you can do and uh, keep doing it. <laughs> just uh, stay consistent and try not to fall off. Um, you know, those li little things add up. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, huge, massive workouts or uh, a drastic change in a uh, lifestyle. But as long as you're uh, doing the little things and building towards something, you're, you're gonna you're gonna see the benefits. All right, there you have it. Stay consistent. And it's little things. Ben Kettleson, yeah. thanks so much for for jumping on with us. Cody and I'll be right back with some cool down questions. All right, one more time. Thanks to Ben for jumping on the show. Up next, we're going to get into our cool-down questions. We've got a question queued up for you and ready to go. But before we dive into it, please, please, please take a second and uh, maybe even pause this episode, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. It helps us spread the word. It helps us continue to grow the show. We've got uh, we've got some cool things planned. Cody and I really enjoy doing this. Um, you know, we're only four episodes in and we're looking to just continue to just do this for us. It's been a great learning experience and it's also been a good opportunity for us to just reach out to people that are like-minded and interested in the same things as us. And, and hopefully, hopefully that's you, the listener, and hopefully we can continue to bring you some cool stuff. So thanks so, so much for tuning in. Uh, let's get to those cool down questions. All right, here we go. Final segment of practical wellness radio. We close out every show with, uh, some close some, cool down questions. These are listener submitted questions. If you want us to, to answer one of your questions, you can just shoot us an email. Email is info at practicalwellnesscoach.com. Today's question comes from Sam. Sam is asking, you know, what is more important, an AM routine or a PM routine when it relates to health and wellness? And admittedly, I'll start things off with saying this is something that I struggle with but, um, but Cody, let's just kind of, I'm going to kick it to you, man. What do you, what are some things that you do right now as part of your morning routine and your evening routine? Well, right now, and I think it's important to note that this is kind of an up and down thing. It's not static, but the goal, the attempt for at least the nighttime routine is to kind of have had eaten before eight start to wind down from 8 to 8.30, whether that's just kind of relaxing with my girlfriends, maybe watching a TV show that we like to watch together, or maybe a, a part of a movie or something, whatever the case may be. While we're doing that, we tend to stretch on the floor. So we'll just make some space. We'll stretch out the hips, the hamstrings, nothing crazy, just some general stuff. Uh, she has some things that she likes to do. I have some things that I like to do. And that can last from, you know, depending on maybe energy levels, maybe it's something super short, uh, five minutes, you know, maybe it's 10, uh, sometimes maybe 15, right? And then after we're done with that and we've kind of wound down for the night, we'll try to kind of crack open a book and read in the living room just for fun. Um, obviously reading different books. We're not reading to each other. It's not story time or anything like that. But um, and then say you should FaceTime me in for story time. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we're kind of in, in into bed by nine. So and that kind of leads us to the the morning routine. And I think it's probably safe to say that these are very synergistic, right? If you have a poor nighttime routine, you're probably not going to be able to make that morning routine uh, like you would want. So we're usually in bed by nine. She's maybe a little bit earlier than me. I might stay up a little longer to read. And then she gets up pretty early. She gets up at like 4.45, 4.50 to get a workout in. So she's up working out for about an hour or so from five to six. I typically get up 
And this is where maybe I lose a little bit um, on my morning routine as maybe I'll sleep in a little bit longer, but I usually try to get up around either five, between five and 5.30. And I kind of like to work in the morning. That's just me. Um, so with my university job, I like to kind of just start grading papers and getting organized in that way. And then she comes in and she, at least lately, has been making us coffee, which I appreciate. And she's getting ready for work. I'm still kind of grading and, and doing that stuff. And then she's out the door and um, then I make my breakfast and start coaching. Yeah. So, you know, first thing I hear and I think about when I hear that, I guess, is, is boom, discipline. Like you guys, you guys are doing a great job. Like you, I think it's no secret to anybody that probably knows Cody personally, that this dude is disciplined and he's going to, you know, set himself up for success. And I, I really, really liked the fact that in that like little spiel, you talked about how, how they are synergistic, I think is the term you used and how they mm -hmm. complement each other, right? People, if you have a better nighttime routine, you're probably gonna have a better morning routine and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I, I, I am somebody who admittedly struggled with this and has probably always struggled with this. And I can tell you when you have two kids, it, if you were struggling before, you're definitely struggling even more now because right. a lot of times when you go to bed at night and when you wake up in the morning has nothing to do with your decisions, right? It has, right. it is a third party that is, you know, waking you up or, you know, allowing you to finally fall asleep because yeah, they finally fell asleep, right? Outside but, of your control, right? And that's kind of the difference between you and me. I don't have that, right? So yeah. that makes it a lot easier for me to kind of do the things that I want to do as it relates to consistency. For sure. But, but I think that it is important to note too that like, you know, let's say Cody decides to have kids someday, like he has the discipline already and there are going to be probably some sacrifices needed to be made, but he will, he will be able to still reap the benefits of having years Mm -hmm. of habits that will give him an advantage when it comes to setting up wellness habits, health, health habits. Yeah. But I also think something that is really, really important when we're talking about routines or goals or anything is one of the biggest things that will help me. And again, coming from somebody who's not so great at routines is verbalize them. And I don't mean like talking to yourself in the mirror. I mean, like I will say to my wife, like, Hey, I need to get to bed early tonight and just, you know, help me do that. Whether that's yelling at me if I'm on my phone, which I shouldn't be right. And sure. You know, we don't always receive that feedback very well. If, if we don't verbalize it, like, mm -hmm. even though I know maybe I want to fall asleep, but if my wife is like, what are you doing on your phone? I'll be like, whatever I want to be doing on my phone, you know? <laughs> really? But if, but if you just kind of use those things to kind of send out that little flyer that, Hey, like this is important to me to try keep to catch up on sleep. Exactly. Yep. And it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, exactly. And so what's more important or what do you want to focus on? I think I would just start small, Yeah. whether it's one thing, something that I've been trying to do for, for probably about the last month is I wake up in the morning and whether you want to call it meditation or not, I don't know if it, falls under that line of meditation, but I will take some deep breaths and I will focus on my breathing. And I think it really helps me mm -hmm. start the day calm, start the day in a good head, head space. Yeah. If I would call kids, that meditation for yeah, sure. If the, if the kids allow for it, a lot of times I have the kids in the morning, we have a nanny that comes in the afternoons, but a lot of times I'll have the kids in the morning. My wife's up early and gone to work and I will, uh, if my kids allow for it, I'll try to do some stretching. And there's something about being able to sit down and eat a good 
freaking breakfast and it sounds so simple no it's but I, it's amazing i'm more of a coffee like i just like want to sit and like have my coffee and you know grade some papers or do whatever or even just like have some me time for like 10 20 minutes if i have the opportunity right mm-hmm. depending on the day i think that's so valuable and that's just going to set you up for the day yeah and 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 like i said it, you know don't feel like you have to do everything at once that's the no. same thing as as somebody who's never worked out before and they want to go like run a marathon the next morning that's just not right. going to happen and it's You're not, not going to probably it. even it's probably not even going to be healthy for you in a way no. right cuz no, something no. else is going to sacrifice so many people are like, oh, I want to wake up in the morning and I want to stretch or do yoga or pray or meditate or make a smoothie mm-hmm. or do whatever. Like, just pick one thing, one thing you want to do and do it every single day for the I next have another, two weeks. Another one that you could use is um, when de- starting to develop a, an improved routine. And, and I would even say this too is where do you start morning or, or night? It's maybe dependent on the person. Are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Where do you have the most clarity and, and focus mm-hmm. and even self-accountability? Um, but if you want to add a task in and hopefully it's maybe something small to start to pair it with something that you're already doing. So like in the yeah. morning, like while you're making that coffee and I used to do this, I have unfortunately kind of got out of my meditation routine, but in the past I would start my coffee and I would meditate the five or 10 minutes while that was kind of, you know, brewing or okay. whatever, you know, if I was doing pour over a little bit different, but you know, that's what, I would do. I just pair that with that activity. I'm going to have my coffee. Great. I'm going to meditate as well. So that's another little strategy you can use to start to develop these habits and be consistent with them too. And I would say this, try to not use the weekend as an excuse to not do some of these things. Now, obviously live your life, like go have fun. I think that's important, right? Especially when we're thinking about holistic health, but you know, don't stay up till 1am just because it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that Julie and I are really good about is like, you know, tonight we're recording this on a Saturday, you know, we're going to eat dinner at the same time we normally would maybe a little bit earlier just cause we're not, you know, as busy from, you know, PM workouts or, um, just general work week stuff, but we're going to probably go to bed at the same time. We're going to still read, you know, we're still going to stretch even though it's the weekend. And I think that's an important thing. Yeah, I do like that. And, you know, you said a couple things in there. Um, there's a, a fitness coach out there. His name is John Wellborn. Cody and I are both big fans of his. And he has mm-hmm. this kind of like, he, he's very, he kind of lives in absolutes, which I think is catchy. He's not always real world, but there's a lot of truth to this. He always says, you know, don't let, don't let all of your habits, good or bad, run your life, right? So for example, if it is your kid's birthday, but yet you're taking your diet really serious and everybody, you know, let's say pre-pandemic, you're having a bunch of people over whatever and you're you're having cake, like don't be that asshole who isn't eating any cake. <laughs> like it's your kid's right. birthday. Like live in the I moment, think, enjoy this. The kids only might have his, you know, it's his sixth birthday. He only I think what he says birthday. is uh, don't be weird. Yeah, don't be weird. Yeah, just don't be weird. And Absolutely. And I also like what you said, Cody, about... Um, whether you're a night owl or a morning person, don't 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 feel bad about that. Just lean into it. No, hey, I'm a night owl, so you know if it's getting in the way of of having a successful morning or a successful next day, maybe we need to address some things. But if you're a night owl and you're up and you're awake, instead of being on your phone or instead of maybe just watching TV, like Cody said, they they use the TV as a wind down, as they also stretch or as they also kind of whatever. So just use it as an opportunity to kind of grow and take advantage of just being awake when maybe other people are, 
are asleep. Yeah. Know yourself and know your what you're what you need as an individual and where some of these things fall into place for you. Like what I do isn't going to work for everybody, right? Some people are like, there's no way I'm going to bed at nine, right? <laughs> or even like the uh, college students that I teach that like getting up at 5 a.m. like blows their minds. I even just the other day, you know, I'm like, why, what's going on here? Like, why are we late to a 1230 class? Like, oh, like I, just, I need to, you know, go to bed earlier. I'm thinking, okay, like, it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like three, 4 a.m. And it's like, now I'm like, I'm getting up then. But, you yeah. know, like, and my routine is not going to work for those people, right? At least in this moment of their life. And I think that's an important thing to remember. So just kind of figure it out and just make those small improvements for sure. over time. Yeah. So, yeah, to recap, like Cody said, small improvements start small. You know, don't feel like you have to do everything right away, both whether it's a morning routine or evening routine, but just try to try to do one thing for, for an extended period of time, two weeks, see, see how it goes, see how you feel, really assess it. You might not enjoy it the first three days. You might not enjoy it the first 10 days, but just give yourself time. If you know it's, it what's best for you. Yeah. Give, give yourself time, give it a chance. If you know, it's going to hopefully make you feel better. And then, uh, you know, just lean into to who you are, know who you are, and, and don't feel like if somebody else is doing this thing, you have to be doing that also. Um, so, Sam, thanks for the question. Um, we are going to be signing off. I'm Cody. This is Ted. Thanks for listening to Practical Wellness Radio. Stay well. Take care. <laughs>